Yuck. Ew. Gross loss for the Twins in the opener in Arizona to the Diamondbacks. Let's break this one down on today's episode of Lockdown Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Friday, June 17th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Thank you for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Again, this is Nash Walker. This is my third season hosting daily podcasts on the Minnesota Twins. This is my fourth season writing about the Twins at TwinsDaily.com. I wrote a piece recently about Jose Miranda and posted this morning on Twins Daily as a potential trade deadline candidate for the Twins. And I got some comments that were like, he doesn't have very much value, it seems. Uh, defensively, offensively, he's been up and down. And I was like, well, you know, I'm still, I still think Jose Miranda is fine defensively. And then I watched him again tonight. And I was like, he, he does have a lot of work to do defensively. And the Twins tonight in Arizona to open this series, ugly. I mean, this was a weird, ugly, kind of just a nasty loss for the Twins. This is one of those that like, eh, you just want to like get out of your mouth as soon as possible. Uh, bad, you know, Babbitt block of the D-backs with a couple of bunts, good bunts, and Devin Smeltzer made some mistakes. I have some takeaways from today's game on Devin Smeltzer. Jorge Polanco's gone to the injured list. Alex Kirloff recalled. We'll talk about that. Byron Buxton had a home run and just destroyed the ball tonight. Uh, the Twins with two outs and runners in scoring position. And then tomorrow's game is Luke Weaver and Dylan Bundy. Let's start with Smeltzer because I think Smeltz, for how good he's been, he hasn't had to deal with a lot of trouble in his starts. And tonight was a good reminder of it's just as important to get outs. You know, it's it's important to get outs, period. But it is doubly, triply as important with runners in scoring position or in difficult situations. Can you make pitches in tough spots? And Devin Smeltzer tonight in a tough spot, in multiple tough spots, just didn't make the pitches. And he kind of unraveled. And I think he was understanding and feeling more pressure than he's felt in the last you know handful of starts where he's been so good and the Twins have given him a ton of run support. And in Toronto, he was pulled early, so he never got to that point. Really gave up a couple homers, but never got to that point of implosion. And tonight, he got to the point of implosion. I mean, he unraveled. If a pitcher can unravel, that's what it looks like. He unraveled in this game. He gave up two home runs to Jordan Luplo. And I think that's what shows Devin Smeltzer as more of a sixth starter or a seventh spot starter than someone who can remain in the Twins rotation. And I, you know, I like Devin Smeltzer and I like what he's done. And I think he's a major league pitcher. But tonight is a very good reminder that it's not just about, you know, the the good starts. It's what do you do when you get into sticky situations? And Devin Smeltzer didn't handle that well at all tonight. I mean, when you sign a veteran, if you don't get anything else from a veteran, you're hoping that when they get in tough spots, like Joe Smith is a good example. Joe Smith has been in so many tough situations, and that doesn't mean he's any you know, less likely to give up a hit, but he's less likely to make an unforced error or to make a mistake. He's less likely to do that. And Devin Smeltzer, 
doesn't have a lot of experience in the big leagues, doesn't have the stuff to get guys out in big spots or when he needs to get a swing and a miss, he doesn't have the stuff to do it. There's going to be a lot of contact. You're going to be susceptible to this bad luck on balls in play because he doesn't have the strikeout stuff. He doesn't have the ability to strike guys out. And it's such an important part and a part of the game that I feel like people have pounded on like, oh, it's, you know, it's not that important to get strikeouts. Like Devin Smeltzer does it in his own way, which is true. But at the end of the day, do I want somebody who can get a swing and a miss or somebody who's going to pitch the contact? I want a swing and a miss because it takes away any variance on that play. There's nothing crazy that can happen on a strikeout. And that's part of the argument of why like guys striking out so much is a bad thing offensively because anything can happen on a ball and play. I will argue generally ground balls are outs, you know, pop outs are outs, but Devin Smeltzer tonight, he didn't get the swings and misses. And I think that hurt him and that's going to continue to hurt him because he just doesn't have the stuff to get swings and misses. Doesn't mean I don't think he can be a major league pitcher. Doesn't mean I don't think he's been great for the twins. He has been, but tonight he let it get away. And you know, the twins offense hit some balls hard. They didn't get those big hits in the early innings, but I think this game got away from them defensively and Devin Smeltzer on the mound. This is That's where the game got away from them. I don't think the game got away from them offensively. They had chances. Yes, the offense wasn't good tonight. They hit the ball hard. Good approach. Byron Buxton was great, but they weren't good with runners in scoring position. The game unraveled defensively and when the Twins were in the field. That's The game was over. You know, it was 7-2. to two. And it just, it was already late and Mad Bum went six and I thought he was okay. You know, it wasn't good, but I thought he was okay. And the Twins just kind of shut down and imploded defensively and uh, on the mound with Devin Smeltzer. Jorge Polanco to the injured list. Alex Kirloff is up. Let's talk about that after this word from Athletic Greens. What is this stuff with one delicious scoop of AG1? You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things. It's lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It contains less than one gram of sugar with no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. Plus, to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash MLB network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash MLB network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We have an important favor to ask you. We put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite lockdown podcast even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about lockdown podcasts. Go to lockdownpodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long, and everyone that completes the survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. To take our audience survey, go to lockdownpodcast.com slash survey. That's lockedonpodcasts.com slash survey. Thanks for your help. Alex Kirloff finally called up. Everybody's ready to see Alex Kirloff. I am too, and he got in that bat late in this game, uh, dribbled out. But 
even in this one at bat, and I don't want to pull too much from from just one at bat, but he looks like he's swinging with more authority. And he said as much. He said, I feel better. My wrist feels better. I'm happy I feel better. And I think Alex Kirilov is one of those guys where the talent can shine through. And if he's healthy, I think the sky's the limit. I've said that for years, and I, I don't think right now is any different. I think if he's healthy, he can enter this lineup and be a force. And he was last year before the wrist injury. He had a stretch where he was just incredible for the Twins. It wasn't very long, but he had a stretch where he was incredible, and he was healthy, and he was swinging the bat super well, slid into second base, was out for a while, came back, was not very good in the power department, shut down, had surgery on that wrist, and now this year, again, more wrist trouble. But sent back to AAA, destroyed at AAA, and Alex Kirilov, a fully healthy Alex Kirilov, is a power to all fields, high average, high on base, potentially 850, 900 OPS bat. Simple as that from the left side. Big, strong, contact ability, big time pop, he can be great. He's just got to be healthy. He's just got to stay healthy. And it, that's that's the biggest thing holding him back right now. Jorge Polanco to the injured list with a back problem, back soreness. First time in Polanco's career he's been on the injured list. And he missed the you know second half of 2018 with the suspension. But this is the first time in Polanco's career he's been on the injured list. And you feel his absence the most in the spot the Twins have struggled in the most offensively, which is... Two outs and runners in scoring position, run scoring spots where you just need a hit, you need a bloop single, you need a hard hit ball, you need a home run. Jorge Polanco is so good in those spots. And, you know, a lot of people will say good hitters are good in those spots. Jorge Polanco is a good hitter, and he's good in those spots. And he was incredible in those spots last year for the Twins. If Jorge Polanco doesn't have the year he had last year, if he has what he's doing right now, which is like two, I think he's 235 with a 720 OPS or whatever, and now he's on the injured list. If he was doing this last year, I think the Twins would have easily lost 90-plus games. And they lost 89, but they might have lost 93, 94, 95 because he was coming through. He was coming through in big spots. He was winning games for them. He had a, a period, or I think he walked off three games in a row for the Twins. He was winning games for them late. And you miss him. You miss him in those spots. And, and you miss him when you just need a strong professional at bat from one of the best hitters on the team. Hopefully Polo's back soon. Doesn't sound like it's going to be a very long time. But I don't think it's a bad thing for him to go on the injury list. He wasn't really crushing. And he's done this before where he'll take some time off and then he'll come back and he immediately hits. He's such a professional hitter. He's such a good hitter that I think when he comes back, he's going to be just fine. And hopefully he gets back to who he was you know, a year ago in the second half because he was very bad to start that season. And now we're into June, so the sample is getting bigger. But the the most important thing is Jorge Polanco is right in the second half down the stretch for the Twins. He's a difference maker. They need him healthy. Byron Buxton hit home run number 19 tonight. That ties his career high. He hit 19 in 2021 in 60-something games. I believe he's played, must be in the upwards like of 40s this year. So far in 2022, but one more homer and Buxton will reach his career high. He's played tonight was his 49th game. So he's played in 49 games this year and he's hit 19 home runs. Uh, crushed the ball. He's on an absolute tear right now. He's he's in the Byron Buxton zone right now. And I think to this point, knock on wood, this plan is working. He DH'd again tonight, turf field. Maybe he'll DH again Saturday. I think Saturday could be a day off for him, but... I I would really like to see him back in the lineup on Saturday, so I hope it's not. 
but he looks incredible at the plate right now. He really, really does, and he's going to set a career high in homers. It's amazing, like that. Barn Buxton is going to reach twenty home runs, you know, save for something crazy. But Buxton is going to reach twenty home runs. Next bar is thirty. Next bar is forty, and then eventually, Barn Buxton going to set the MLB record. The first picks of the NBA mock draft have been made. Before I talk to you about that. This word from BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline.net is where the game starts. Like I said, the first picks of the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft have been made. Search now for Ultimate NBA Mock Draft and get over 50 insiders, the Odyssey Sports experts, the draft experts of Lockdown NBA Big Board. The five-episode Ultimate NBA Mock Draft is underway. Make Ultimate NBA Mock Draft your second listen today. So this is ugly. Shake it off. Flush it. Flush it. Move on to Saturday. I wish it wasn't Dylan Bundy starting Saturday against Luke Weaver. But you never know. The Twins won two Chichi Gonzalez starts. Uh, you never know what could happen here. And I, Dylan Bundy is due for like a good five-inning start. Like just give him five innings. The bullpen was saved tonight. Thornburg gave him some quality innings after Smeltzer. They pushed Smeltzer because they needed the innings, frankly. And the bullpen was saved tonight. So five innings is that it's just like, it feels like a lot to ask from Dylan Bundy right now, but that's just not a lot to go into Arizona and, and like give up three runs or less in five innings. And he just hasn't been able to do that recently. So I'm hopeful uh, that he can do that. That's not a high bar. That's <laughs> just not a high bar to go five innings and give up three runs or less. That's all I'm looking for. And I to hand this over to the bullpen. You know, Jack six, seven, they followed the same script. Go Jack six seven, go Smith eight, go you know Duran nine, go Pagan eight, Duran nine, Duran eight, Pagan nine. Just get through five Bundy and give the Twins a chance to win. And Luke Weaver on a pitch count, sixty two pitches in his last outing. He went I think three and a third um, against Philly in Philly. He's got pretty good stuff. Numbers haven't been there. I expect Kirilov to start Saturday. Um, I don't know if Buxton and Correa will play. This could be one of their days off, but they did have a day off. Thursday. So I think Correa will play Buxton to me is probably 50 50 Saturday. And if he doesn't play Saturday, he'll play Sunday. If he does play Saturday, he probably won't play Sunday. Um, that's, that's what I'm thinking for Saturday. So this could turn into a, a quick series loss for the twins. If Bundy does what he's done over the last handful of outings, which is, uh, you know, make it very difficult on the twins. That would not be nice for them to lose this series, but it happens like just try not to get swept if they lose Bundy's start. I think what it's shown us is like they need Winder back. Losing Paddock really hurt, and I think that's ringing more and more true as we see Smeltzer unravel a bit and Bundy struggle. And you know, Archer's been very good, and that's helped a ton. Don't have a ton of faith in him staying healthy, but right now he is, and he's doing okay. So I think we're starting to feel the Paddock loss maybe more so than before because you were getting strong performances from Smeltzer. Bundy was okay in the early going. Winder was good until he went down. So once you get Winder back, it's going to give you options. I, I expect he'll probably go and, and 
move back to the bullpen as a long reliever, at least initially. And he can, he can piggyback with Bundy. And that actually helps a lot because you're not pushing Bundy. It's like, we don't have anybody to fill the middle innings. So Bundy's got to go four. Bundy's got to go five. And it's like, if you have winder, you can go Bundy for three. He's fine. Usually a first time through the order, depending on his opponent, you can go Bundy for three. You can go winder for three and then get to the bullpen instead of hoping and praying that Bundy can give you five good innings. And then you go to the bullpen. You can go Bundy, even winder for four and get you to the seventh inning. It opens up possibilities. If Arch has a short start, winder can come in and fill in those innings. It's just, it he's, He's a very valuable piece on this team, whether he's a starting pitcher or a reliever. Josh Winder has a bright future, and he's also good right now. And that's why it's important to get him back. And when you get through Ryan and Sonny, it just drops off in a hurry for the Twins. And it's not not an ideal situation in the rotation. Uh, Hopefully they get healthier, but more than anything, I hope that they make a move at the deadline. So you have a front three, like a legitimate front three of Ryan Gray and Montas or Ryan Gray and Mally or Ryan Gray and Castillo, where you're not hoping and praying. Dylan Bundy gives you five innings because Devin Smeltzer imploded the night before and you have Chris Archer going Sunday. I mean, that's, it's not a situation you want to be in decimated by injuries in the rotation. Bailey Ober's also out. Hopefully he's back soon, but he's been dealing with that all year. His stability is lost. I almost forget about Bailey Ober because we haven't seen him very much this year. And he was struggling before he went back on the injured list. So getting Winder back in the short term, Ober back in the in the medium term, and then hopefully in the longer term, you know, into September, maybe Kenta Maeda comes back and fills in some innings for this team. That would be amazing. And reinforcements at the deadline. If they go, if they leave the deadline without a, a new starting pitcher. I don't, let's not get to that tonight. I mean, we'll have plenty we'll have plenty of time to talk about the deadline, but you can just see the rotation's not in the best spot right now, and the offense has to take control, and it's trying to take control without Jorge Polanco. But a 3-3 three and three road trip would be okay. It would be okay. I, I hope for 4-2, and two, and in order to do that, the Tunes will have to win Saturday and then win the series on Sunday. One game at a time, one inning at a time. Thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Thanks for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day. I will be back tomorrow with Brandon on a postcast, Locked On Sports Minnesota. Go to YouTube, find it, or you can wherever you get your podcast. We'll have a postcast after the game Saturday. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day and go Twins.